trying to help the podcast where we try to help you be helpful to other people. I'm really excited today. I have two folks on and this is the first for me uh, interviewing a married couple. (laughs) So you'll you'll have to let me know by the end of this how I did. Um, But I'm going to ask you both to introduce yourselves and and, you know you could decide who may go first. Ladies first. Okay as always. That always makes me go first. but I'm more than happy to do so. Um, my name is Felicia and um, I've been married to this guy um, sitting next to me. You guys can't see him sitting next to me, but I've been married to him now for, um, will be 14 years on next Wednesday. Look at you. Yes, I remember this year. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny because it's, norm- it's normally, you know, it's normally typically, you know, women that remember, but like, I'm actually the one that remembers the years. So yes. it's, it's interesting how and, that goes. Sometimes I forget. Yeah. Not ashamed to say it, but um, you you passed the test today. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It feels like a lifetime. That's why. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So um, again, my name is Felicia, and I've been married to Wayne uh, for almost fourteen years now, and um, we are just so excited to be here on this podcast with you, Kate, and just to kind of share um, our perspective of marriage and how we kind of support each other, but. Um, yeah, we're excited to be here. Yeah, we are. Um, my name is Wayne. Uh, like she said, emerged a lovely young lady for going on 14 years. Um, I like so, how you th- threw the young in there, too. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, pretty well, I'm pretty well trained. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm really into skating, and I think I've roped her into it now. Yes. Which is feel, amazing this, to me. This feels like a dumb question. Is skating like roller skating? skateboarding ice skating what kind of skating so rollerblading for me um okay. but i actually got her a pair of like you know roller quad skates recently and so we've been like outside and to a roller rink recently and yeah talk about supporting your your spouse in, in doing something that you normally wouldn't do yeah that was our thing but um i mean it's got it's it's got its <laughs> pros for you too I mean, it does it does you know, <laughs> a win-win a, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's an avid runner. So, I mean, you know, I, I hate running. So yeah. I, I enjoy I, running. He enjoys skating. So we're, I think we both get in. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good exercise yeah. with both those activities. And personally, skating is better on her knees. So I'm, I'm, I'm slowly but surely trying to kind of be like, hey, you should just do this. There's no exercise instead of running. But that may be a battle I may or may not win. I don't know. But when are, uh, Wayne, are you the more competitive one? No, I think she's more competitive yeah. than me. Honestly, okay. I'm, right. I'm, probably, I'm probably more passive. So, all right. Yeah. Well, I, this is also a good time probably to introduce your podcast. So it, it's a lot of the, the reason that I asked you to be here. Give it a plug, share with folks what you do, why you do it, what made wow. you start it. Thank you. Yes, definitely a shameless plug. Let's yeah. <laughs> Not shameless if I've asked you to do it. <laughs> good point. Uh, so the name of our podcast, um, is marriage at Golgotha. I know that may sound funny to some people who are unfamiliar with the Bible or whatever, but uh, Golgotha is Hebrew for um, the hill of the skull. It's, it's the, the hill basically where Jesus was crucified. And so the idea behind the podcast is uh, it's marriage and it's, and there's a slogan that somebody gave us that really kind of encapsulates it. 
it's brutal yet beautiful. You know, it, in the sense that, you know, the crucifixion obviously was a brutal event and yet there's a lot of beauty that came out of it. So it, it's kind of our perspective of marriage. There's a lot of hardship and, you know, sad times, times of anxiety, stress, that kind of stuff. But there's such beauty in it that like it's it's worth it and it's real and it's raw and it's authentic. It's just those characteristics of marriage that we kind of try to yeah. you know portray as often as we can. And honestly, it is just me and her chopping it up, uh, having conversations. Um, you know, it, it is more Christian slanted, but we try not to, you know, make it so Christianese or preachy that, you know, the average Joe can't get into it. Yeah. Um, We've had a lot of singles that um, say they they yeah. love the podcast. They yeah. like yeah. enjoy listening to just the conversations because we get to really talk about just everyday life, you mm-hmm. know, topics that um, not only impact you know marriages but just relationships in general. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's really fun to do. So if, if if you guys who are listening get an opportunity to check us out, please do. Yeah, please do. Mm-hmm. I'll put a link to it so folks can just click right on and and Thank get you. the information. Of Thanks. course. Appreciate that. Just to give you a little lay of the land of where you are in the series here. For season seven of the podcast, I decided to do a family series. And mm. so we're doing an episode called Only Trying to Help My Toddler. Already recorded that one. Yeah. <laughs> Only trying to help my teenager. Only Ooh. trying to help my young adult. Um, and then I thought... What about only trying to help my spouse? And that's where you come in. Um, And so people, that's where you are in the lineup. Um, So people who are listening have probably already heard about helping their toddler, their teenager, and their young adult. Mm. Um, And and throughout those episodes, I'm sure they got to thinking about how, well, I know how to raise my toddler, teenager, (laughs) and young adult. It's my (laughs) spouse. (laughs) It's my spouse who's not doing it correctly. Um, But let's back up a little bit. I want to hear from you, you know, in your marriage, what have you learned about supporting one another or being there for one another that you think you might like to share with the only trying to help audience? Hmm. Um, Well, I I think one of the first things, (laughs) one of the best things about being married to this guy. Oh, (laughs) Is that, um, of course, you know, when you when you get married, when you're in a relationship with someone, you're learning about them. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the best things about, um, you know, being married is that your spouse helps you to learn so many different things about yourself. That is, yeah, you know, um, so <laughs> because they see the things in you that you really don't see, mm-hmm. you know, and they, you know, if you have a really good relationship, um, as far as communication, they aren't afraid to express that to you. <laughs> like sometimes hey, when you don't want to hear it. <laughs> I see this. And not that they're always bad things, right, but right, right. they they say, hey, I see this, you know, um, I see that as your habit, or you have the potential to do this. They see helpful things as well. And so one of the benefits I think of, of being married to Wayne um, is that we we really get to see things in each other, you know, that we ordinarily wouldn't see if we were single. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it just, it's motivating. It's, it's inspiring sometimes. Sometimes it can be a little brutal <laughs> because he'll call me out, <laughs> Yeah, you know, okay. or I'll call him out, Yeah, I'll you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, 
I think that that's one of the things that that we've learned um, as far as supporting each other yeah. that, you know, that's one of the benefits to supporting each other, obviously. Yeah, I truly believe that if I came home from work one day next week and said, hey, honey, you know, I don't want to do what I do anymore. You know, um, yeah, our insurance, health insurance is going to be impacted. Yeah, we're probably going to hurt a little financially. But if I said, you know, this is no longer good for my mental, emotional health. Uh, yeah, I feel like you know, he would really support yeah, me yeah, in that. Okay, let's let's see what we need to do. Your mental health is more important than a paycheck or health coverage, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> Wayne, you, you had no hesitation when Felicia said that. You, you almost couldn't contain your support. You were like, uh-huh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's it's one of those things that I've, I've kind of learned of, you know, what it really means to support her throughout these years. I mean, because... Honestly, a lot of the things, so typically the things that are said to kind of, you know, break up marriages, you know, one being finance, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I think if we're not careful, we can take, you know, what we deem as like the pillars of marriage, like finance, romance, and that kind of stuff. And we can almost put those in a category to where like we lose sight of the person we're actually married to. Mm-hmm. So we think finance is so important that I'm willing to kind of hold that at the expense of my wife and, and it's like well no we we'd have been through some stuff where <laughs> you know financial hardships are, are not a new thing we, we've been through that uh i've been jobless at times you know she's wrestled with you know her career and that kind of stuff we we've gone yeah. through enough things in our marriage to where like if we were to face like a real crisis like that we'd be able to work through it and i mean if her mental health was was really deteriorating in such a way no that's that's no problem babe no please quit tomorrow when I mean, <laughs> she she roller skates for you <laughs> <laughs> so i think this makes a lot of sense it's give and take it's give and yes, take it is yeah. agree. <laughs> what about the times um i imagine there are times in your marriage when you really want to step in and help the other person and you, maybe you're not sure you should mm. yeah that that's a really good point you know sometimes um you you have to support your spouse um, in areas of things that you really don't understand or you can't specifically mm-hmm. relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be an issue that your spouse is is having or something mm-hmm. that they're wrestling with, um, yeah, and you're like, you, yeah. you know, I don't get why that's an issue. I don't for get you. why that's an issue, or yeah. why is this such a big thing? Or you you may be thinking you should be able to get over this. You know, Mm -hmm. I dealt with this before and I got over it. So I don't understand why you can't get over it. I, you know, I think we kind of saw that early on in our marriage and we had to learn to be empathetic, (laughs) you know, to each other and recognize that there are going to be some things that you're not going to understand or Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to relate to, but just because you can't, it doesn't mean that you can't still provide support yeah or or show that you know i I at least can empathize with you or or be sympathetic and be understanding to what it is that you're going through although Mm -hmm. i might not completely understand um or know how to relate but you still should be able to offer them some support and and let them know hey i'm i'm here you know i'm willing to walk through you know this thing with you and it's a hard thing to do it is um You know, because even though you're married, you're still 
an individual that's having your own individual experiences and in, in going through life. Um, there are some things on the job that I go through that Wayne would probably never really understand. <laughs> I hear about it all the time. You know, he's like, well, why don't you just tell him you're not coming in? Why don't you just, I'm like, I, I can't that. say I that. I, I can't I say that. I'm not. You're like, I just can't do that. Yeah. You know, and so there are different things that he goes through at work. And I'm like, you know, like, do you guys really have to have this two hour meeting? Right. Like, mm. but I'm like, hey. You know, I, I hear you. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I think on the, I, I think a part of it too is like learning what support actually means for your spouse. So like there there could be moments where like you know I I can call myself trying to be supportive, and it may be in an area that she really doesn't need support in, and so like if anything it may cause either frustration on her part or on my part because I'm like but I'm trying to help you why don't you let me help you and it's like well I don't really need help with that here's an area that I actually do need help in so. I think, you know, I think and vice versa. I mean, I, I just think I just think listening is key because, I mean, we in, in our efforts to try and be helpful, we can actually be the opposite. And it's it's not intentional. It's it's just we got to do more listening. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Wayne, it's it's what the entire seven seasons have been about. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you just touched know. on the theme of pretty much every episode. And, yeah. um, you know, every once in a while, a person in my life will come up to me and say, look, I'm really sorry about x y and z you know i was only trying to help and i was coming mm -hmm. from a good place and mm -hmm. i look at them and i say you're talking to the right lady okay i yeah. <laughs> i fully understand the intentions were good but maybe right. missed the mark um so yeah thank you for saying that and you know felicia i want to go back to something you said um about how sometimes we just don't really understand mm -hmm. and you know i think when 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 you're so committed to being supportive spouse, supportive spouse, supportive spouse, yeah. like I'm, I've <laughs> got to be the yep. supportive spouse. Sometimes we miss those moments when you're not the right person. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You can't be all things to your spouse. Yeah, you can't. You, you <laughs> That's a really you know, point. you can't try to be their therapist. <laughs> you right. can't try to be their doctor right. um, and diagnose them. You know, <laughs> you drive yourself crazy. Yeah, I, as much as I, as much as I love, you know, like the idea that I can, you know, the old Aladdin song, I can show you the world and I can give you all this and yeah. all that. That's not realistic. I can't, I can't make her happy on every single level. I mean, I can't. And to have that. For me to have that expectation of her and for her to have the, have the expectation of me is it's it's crippling because yeah. like if I come up short in that, I'm like, oh, well, I, I failed her, you know, by not making her happy in this one little area that I'm probably not meant to make her happy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, you know, go go hang with your friends if you want to be happy in that. I mean, and that's another thing. I had to be comfortable with you going to your friends for support and things I can't support you in. Yeah. And it's and vice versa. So yeah, there's plenty of areas that we can. And then recognizing also and acknowledging that this person cannot meet my every expectation. Yeah, like, it's unfair. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, for me to expect Wayne <laughs> to uh, know how to, you know. Uh, take the muffler out of my car and put it back in or repair yeah. the roof or, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, these are things that, that he 
you know, it doesn't take away from, from who he is. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm going to love him any less because he can't do all of those things. And I think one of the things that, um, you know, we struggled with early on in our marriage, I know I struggled with this, is that I had some unrealistic expectations I did too. of Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was totally unfair. It took me a couple of years, you know. <laughs> And, and any day now, any day now, <laughs> you'll finally come around. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, okay, one day a light bulb went off, and it was like, why do you have these unrealistic expectations yeah. of this person? Mm-hmm. You know, it's totally unfair. It's totally unreasonable for you to think that if you say, "Hey, honey, this needs to be done," mm-hmm. and you automatically expect this person to do it. Like, or for him to read my mind, you know. <laughs> say that. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's clapping. Wow. Because uh, I. Oh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Because I, I I've shared this with her before. Mm-hmm. I've gotten pretty good at reading her in terms of like you know the mood that she's in, and maybe this might be a time where she doesn't need to chat it up, or she may just need some time to herself, or she may actually need a hug, or you know she may want this and not be able to express it. I've gotten pretty good at reading her. Having said that, I still can't read her mind. And I don't know if I ever be able to read her mind. So there's, there's some instances where she has to like verbally communicate in detail specifics. Hey, this is actually what I need. And I know that irks her sometimes, but it's like, well, you should already know. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would yeah. love to be able to know, but it's, you know, I feel like it's romantic comedies that get you thinking like that. I don't know. It's probably, it's, you know. Well, I don't, I can't speak for you, Felicia, whether it's romantic comedies or fairy tales, or for a lot of people, it's, we have the expectations that we saw play out with our parents. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, I could think of a time where I was in a relationship and, um, like I, I would get annoyed that at the end of the night, like we lived together and at the end of the night, I would have to go check the front door to make sure it was locked and like Mm -hmm. put the house alarm on. Mm -hmm. And I remember always kind of stamping my feet around, like I'll do it, you know, (laughs) and (laughs) I got it again and Uh kept thinking he would get the hint that like, I, I guess I grew up in a house where the the father did that. The dad got made the house secure and, you know, my dad would like lock down the house at night, like check all the burners on the stove and like make Mm -hmm. sure, okay, it's safe for everybody to turn in for the night. And so when I'm in a relationship with someone who doesn't do that, it feels like, well, you are really letting me down, not realizing we just grew up in different families. Families, yeah. Different contexts, different Mm -hmm. backgrounds. We just grew up different ways. I guess I'll just say that like being supportive sometimes doesn't look like being supportive in the sense that there are some instances where, you know, your, your spouse may have a, an aspiration or an idea or an endeavor that they're really excited about that. When you really kind of think about it and take a look at it, it's like, well, I don't know about this. Is this a good idea? Is this something that's going to actually benefit, you know, our marriage as a whole? Like, you know, cause I, I want to support you in the sense that I want you to, feel that I'm there for you, but I'm not necessarily married to this idea or endeavor that you may have. I mean, and it, it may look like you're being unsupportive and, you know, saying that or voicing that, but I mean, sometimes you have to, like, you know, if I were to go now and be like, you know, Hey babe, I want to go be a, um, I don't know, 
I'm a musician. So if I said I wanted to go like tour and full time being a musician, get up in the studio, like Fee, her her personality type, she would probably be a bit quicker to be direct and be like, no, you don't need to do this. <laughs> um, me, I'd probably be like, well, are you sure about that, honey? I don't know if this is a good idea. This, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah. she's still being supportive, and so it's okay to actually be like, hey, you know what? Let's let's talk some more about this. This may not be a good idea, and. Yeah at the risk of looking unsupportive, I mean, <laughs> that's another way to support really. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense, but. It, it makes sense to me, Wayne, because I think um, what you're describing is the kind of thing that is only doable in a really intimate relationship where yeah. there is a lot of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to do that conversation that you're describing with someone you don't know very well. Because um, yeah. it it involves way too much mind reading and like, well, what kind of hint are you trying to drop for me mm-hmm. right now? <laughs> right, but right. when you're close, when you've been married for 14 years, you know, it, it that's the kind of conversation I think that becomes a little safer to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you also mentioned uh, that you sort of have different styles about this. Like, you described Felicia as like someone who might be more direct. You don't need to be doing that. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and you described yourself as you might be more the type to ask some curious questions and mm-hmm. see if we can reflect. And I want to ask both of you, do you ever wish the other person had more of your style? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, there we've had so many conversations where oh. I'm like, honey, Oh. Not, of course, towards me. <laughs> right, 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 right. It, it has to work in my favor. But, <laughs> right. but exactly. uh, I have had this, this conversation. Oh, my gosh. We've had this conversation so many times. Yes. Um, because Wayne, he's not as passive um, as he used to be. Mm-hmm. But because I think of his humility... Um, which sometimes may be false humility. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in the most respectful way, um, but not wanting to hurt someone's feelings or, um, you know, wanting to save a relationship. Mm -hmm. He does not, um, he didn't know how to say no. He didn't Mm -hmm. know how to um, set boundaries, so to speak. And so I think we both kind of struggle with that. I just was able to tackle it, tackle it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've had so many conversations where I'm like, honey, just, just please, can you just say no? Like, it's okay to yeah, say yeah. no, please yeah. say no. Sometimes um, you want to say to him, just spill it out. Like, just, what are yeah. you trying to say? Yeah. yeah. And, and Wayne, I'm, I don't know. I've just met you tonight, but like, I wonder if sometimes Felicia will just be really direct and you're thinking, yeah. Could you have eased into that a little bit, please? Yeah. yeah, get the nail on the head because, you know, and I feel like that's how we kind of compliment each other because I think that's an aspect of us that is, she, she mentioned that I have gotten better at, you know, not being as passive and it's, it's not that I'm afraid of confrontation. It's just, I, I approach it differently. So yeah. it's, she, she says that like, you know, I, I'm the kind of guy to re- try to reason with a lion. You know, yeah. A lion could be, you know, barreling down on me and eating me. I'm like, hey, bro, let's talk this out. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you got other things to live for. You don't have to take this, you know. But I mean, I think on the flip side with her, because she's more of an external processor than I am. Like mm-hmm. me, I like to mull over stuff and think through, okay, you know, how is this going to affect this relationship and that relationship? And what is this going to look like, you know, in terms of, you know, this and that scenario? 
And it takes me a while to kind of, you know, just really just say what I'm feeling or thinking. Whereas with her, the way she gra- grapples with what she's thinking is by, you know, blurting it out, saying it. Yeah. So, yeah. and she, she doesn't always, she's not always, you know, my wife's not mean, but she, she's, she's a lot more direct than I am. And so she'll say something and come off a certain way that kind of hits me like, oh, okay. All right. I, I don't, I don't know what you're getting out here. And it, it takes a while for her to kind of, you know, through a lot of words, it takes a while for her to actually get to the point of what she's making. And then like 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, that's what you were trying to say. Why <laughs> yeah. didn't you actually say that? Yeah. So yeah, I, we, we compliment each other like that because she knows that, you know, I'm strong in that area and, you know, uh, she's weak in that area and vice versa. So yeah. yeah. And there are times also when I'm like, responding to a situation mm. or trying to answer a question and I'll say, okay, how would Wayne respond? Same. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's ironic. That, that we both do that. I know I probably need to be more tactful. Mm-hmm. I know I probably need to be more sensitive mm-hmm. when I'm responding to this person. Yeah. So and, and how... my, yeah. And on my end, I just, I just need to say it. Like <laughs> <this>. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Let the chips fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here, here's a thought I'm having and I want to run by both of you. Um, so I think I'm more like Wayne in relationships. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all about subtlety and nuance and Mm -hmm. I hear your inhale and your exhale and I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, let me slow down. I just heard an inhale and an exhale, you know, like I'm reading all those little things and going very slow. Um, and that's me, that's who I am. Uh, and if I'm going to be myself, then that's how I'm going to be. And I'm often, well, I've been in relationships where the person I'm seeing says, spill it out, Kate. Like, just tell me how you feel. Stop dancing mm-hmm. around it. Don't mm-hmm. do the tiptoe thing. Don't, you know, I, I don't want subtlety. Like, just tell me. So back to, <laughs> back to only trying to help, right? When uh, you're only trying to help, sometimes I find I try and take a few steps toward what that person wants me to be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can pull it off, I guess but it doesn't feel like me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I'm not sure if there's a question in there. I guess I'm trying to say like, how many steps should we take toward what the other person wants Mm. before you're losing yourself a little bit? And and I don't expect you to give a number like five. (laughs) (laughs) I just mean like, isn't there something to that, that like meeting in the middle and compromise is Mm -hmm. healthy, but like, moving too far away from your authentic self may not be healthy. Mm. And now I'm just going to let you bite at that and see where it goes. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's really important. You brought up a good point about being your true self Mm -hmm. and whoever the person is that you're dating or that you're married to, whatever the situation may be, it's, they have to be willing to allow you Mm -hmm. to be your true self. Yep. And recognizing that you're not going to respond the way mm-hmm. that they would want you to respond right. <laughs> to each and every situation or to each yeah. question. So, you know, I would say it's okay to try mm-hmm. to meet them, to meet them kind of where they are, but try to remain as much of your true self as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you want to be healthy, um, emotionally, um, mentally. And so you don't want, because eventually if you continue to do that, to try to 
take away from who you are, the relationship is possibly going to become toxic or just unhealthy. And so it's, again, I, I just, I don't know, honey, what do you think? I think it's just important to remain your true self. Yeah. You, you, you do have to remain you. Um, I, I think, I think where the middle ground could potentially be is, you know, if you've talked enough with the person, you've, you've built up a level of trust to where you allow them to see where, you know, that, that true self of yours, so to speak, where there's perhaps some weaknesses. Cause like she said, you know, I, the, the, the being thoughtful and being nuanced and, you know, considering people's feelings, though, that's not a bad characteristic, but I think where it, be, where, where it can become a crutch is when I do that. And I, I, I'm to the point to where like, I'm being overly gracious without actually considering what this person actually needs to hear. And so I, I think, you know, where she's helped me is, you know, look, sometimes this person doesn't just need you to be, gracious and nice and understanding they they need you to be direct and upfront and firm for their good and so when when i take when i hear her actually say it like that you know as opposed to her saying you know just just say it like it is just it's that like when when she's able to kind of communicate it in that way like oh because that 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 triggers something in me where like okay i'm having a conversation with this person and my natural bit is to be gracious and to listen as much as i can for their well-being but i also need to consider that you know, the way I communicate, you know, my graciousness and understanding, yeah. it's not always flowery. It's not always, sometimes you need to be direct for that person's yeah. well-being. So it's like, oh, okay. So I can take my natural bent and augment it with, you know, what she's communicated to me and actually be more effective. So, I mean, mm. I, I can kind of look at situations and be like, you know, hey, okay, this requires a gentler hand. Other situations, yeah, I can still be gentle and probing and that kind of stuff, but, you know, when it calls for it, I can also, you know, and still feel comfortable in my own skin, right? Yeah. But still be direct yeah. and be like, hey, you know what? Uh, that's not a good idea. Or yeah, you're, you really need to change that. And this is not good for you, that kind of stuff. So it's, I feel like the middle ground is keeping enough for you while also recognizing, you know, what, what the other person has said in terms of your weaknesses that you can also look at too. Yeah. And, and like you said, you, you mentioned the individual saying to you, hey, spit it out, say, you know, I think the proper (laughs) response or what they should probably say is that I just want you to know that this is a safe space. If you would like to, you can be as direct as you would like to be, Exactly. you know, with me. It's okay if you want to take your time and, you know, you're, you're sensitive to, to my emotions and my feelings, but I want you to know that this is a relationship where you can be direct mm-hmm. if need be. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. feel like you, you can't, instead of demanding exactly. that, you know, yeah. spit it out, Wayne, right now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like you said, Kate, that, that's not me. So yeah. at that point, I'm like, okay, I, because my my not spitting it out is me trying to be considerate of your feelings because like I'm an internal processor. So stuff boils up and boils up and boils up. And if it comes out in a way that's not, I'm not a fly out the handle kind of guy, but at the same time, like she, she knows me well enough to where like, I don't even have to, I could be speaking as calmly as possible. And she still recognized I'm upset. And she's oh, like, yeah. what's wrong? And I'm like, babe, I'm, I'm talking like this to you. I know, but I can tell that there's something wrong. And I'm yeah. like, it's the nose flares. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I think, I think maybe if I could, if I could try to sum this up, I think we're saying, yes, 
marriage means compromise. Compromise is a good thing, but compromise doesn't always mean meet smack in the middle. Compromise mm. might mean I took a few steps in your direction, but I sure. only went as many steps as I was comfortable. Yeah. And then I stopped. Um, yeah. Compromise doesn't have to mean I come all the way to the middle, way outside my comfort zone. And I can give you an example. Um, this is not a marriage example, but mm -hmm. you know, married couples, I think we'll we'll get we'll get where I'm coming from. I um I got an email from a colleague who was proposing something that I was totally against. Mm -hmm. And I start, I hit reply and I started to, in my very Kate way, I started to type something like, um, I'm not sure that's a good idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure that's a good idea. And then I realized I know this person and right. he needs people to be very direct. So I backspace, backspace, backspace. Mm -hmm. And I typed, do not do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Do not do that. And I hit send, but because that's not me at all to speak to people that way, I felt this weird rush and I wasn't sure if it was good or bad, I can but I literally, I literally went like, woo, like, oh my yeah. God, <laughs> yeah. because it felt like I just put on a character for this person. Mm -hmm. I became, I became a new person in this email where I just said, don't do that. Send <laughs> yeah. because wow. Kate, Kate would never, Kate would never do that. Right. Um, right. And it may have been a little exhilarating for like a second, but then it also feels really strange. Like mm -hmm. oh, that's not me. Yeah, that's not it, me. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, that's true. I think uh, oftentimes when you're trying to force someone to see what it is that you see or <laughs> to feel what it is that you feel, um, because that can ultimately just be an exercise of frustration. Yeah, because <laughs> Wayne is never going to see things the way that exactly how I see them. Nope. Um, how I feel about a certain a certain situation, he's never going to feel that exact same way. Mm -hmm. And so when I become angry about a situation and he doesn't, now I'm angry that he's not angry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is completely wrong, right? It's not going to help a situation. So in terms of wanting to, to help someone, I think it's important that you recognize that, you know what, how you feel is how you feel and it's okay. It's, mm -hmm. it's okay for you to feel that way. Mm -hmm. How you see the situation, it's, it's okay for you to see it that way. And it's okay for us to see it differently or to feel differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think it's important because um, kind of to your point earlier, Kate, about like, you know, not always having to meet squarely in the middle I think often, um, you know, if I'm not careful in an effort to, you know, try to appear to be supportive or whatever, I, I guess we keep going back to it. I can lose myself mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Like, and it, it really doesn't help my wife if I bury me trying to be supportive mm -hmm. of her. I think there's a difference between, you know, offering like sacrificial love. There's a difference between, you know, kind of sacrificing and, and you know, giving of yourself versus like burying yourself. I, I can still, you know, do things I don't want to do for the sake of my wife, you know, and, and vice versa without necessarily losing my character, my personality or feeling yeah. like uncomfortable in the sense that, you know, hey, this is not me. But 
I think it's a fine line there. And I think you just have to be careful because, you know, often you can actually do more harm than good if, if you're, if you're just purely just either doing what you're uncomfortable with, you know, for the sake of, you know, quote, quote, helping that person. Cause in reality, you could give, you know, the impression that, you know, you're a pushover or you're a doormat. And so like if he, for instance, if he gets upset and gets mad at me for being upset and feels like I should be upset with her mm-hmm. and I start to answer that call mm-hmm. and get upset with her, now we just got two people fuming in the house and nothing's getting resolved. Not at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't have to, you know, just because she's on 10 right now, doesn't mean that I have to try and climb up to 10 outside my personality. I can still remain at my one or two and be like, hey, babe, I hear you. Like, like she just said, it's okay to feel how you feel. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not budging from where I'm at. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm actually still having a pretty good day. I, <laughs> you know, I empathize and sympathize with you and everything. But I mean, you know, yeah, it's... yeah. 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 You're making me think again of what we said about um, how sometimes our expectations go back to um, what we observed as children. And I, mm-hmm. I just say that because I grew up in a family where if one person was a 10, everybody else had to be like a one or two, like, and those, those were just the rules. Like we didn't talk about it. It was just, that's the family norm. Like Mm -hmm. if mom comes in from work and mom's at a nine, everybody else immediately becomes a one or two to like balance out. out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's the house I grew up in, you know, like, Mm -hmm. sorry if you were a five, but you're going to have to become a one or two because mom's a nine. So (laughs) that's like, you know, your, your five day is over. Um, so, so I grew up with that where like, you know, if one person's upset, the other person becomes the rock, I guess. Mm. And so now Mm. when I'm upset, I'm expecting the people around me to all become ones and twos, Mm. be be the solid rock. Cause I'm the one all upset. And when someone joins me at a nine or 10, I'm like, what are you doing? This is, this is my turn. It's it's my turn to be the nine or 10. Um, And none of this is right or wrong. You know, nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. It's just, we go into relationships with these expectations that like, certainly if I'm up here, you're going to come down here. Right. Mm -hmm. And fee's like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. 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 That's true. I don't yeah. think it Wayne's ever called me and been at like a 10. Like I'm just waiting. It's been 14 years and I've never seen it. Like I'm just waiting on him to call me and be like, see, I'm, I'm not sure either one of us want to see it. Don't wish that. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just waiting. I don't want him to be upset with me, of course. Right. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, if it happens, you have to come back on the show and report about what happened. Yeah. Like, oh, we'll, did we'll you join him? Did you yeah. join him at the 10 or did you yeah. lay low to be his like foundation? I will uh, probably lay low because I will probably be so afraid. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Folks, thanks so much for doing this. Listen, there's no way to squeeze into a 30 or 45 minute episode, all the wisdom that you have about marriage. Mm-hmm. So I may in fact be asking you to do this again, but, um, but for this round, I just can't thank you enough. Um, and I will be putting a link to your podcast on our website so that, mm-hmm. um, folks can find it. But, um, in the meantime, you know, j- keep, please keep enjoying each other. It's so obvious Thanks. that you do. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. don't, you don't need my instructions to do that, but it's, 
Hope we'll send it out there. <laughs> yeah, your, your your support. Right. Thank you for My, helping us in that. I'm yeah. only I'm only trying to help. <laughs> only trying to help. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much.